Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Rain Stop Play, episode 51. You, if you missed our 50th episode last week, go listen to it. It was a big one. Um, we're here to review a lot of things, really. There's, a lot's happened since we were last on air. So we've got the White Bull series in Sri Lanka and England. We've got what's coming up against Pakistan, the chaos that has preceded that. We've got county champs. We've got Blast. We've got women's cricket. So it's sort of a bit of a, a smorgasbord of a podcast today. I am joined by Zach. First time in a while, mate. How are you? Um, sorry you missed the 50th episode, by the way. I felt kind of peak that you went on that, but you were in a car somewhere. And yeah, how are you? How's your cricket been as well? Everyone's been waiting to find out. Yeah, so I've I've played a couple games. I played a T20 last week and it was didn't go too well. I think I went for about eight and over in my four. Didn't take any wickets, so that's not great. And then got got one run and then a bowler came on who I was like, right, this is it. I'm going to hit him and uh, smacked him not it was a really good catch at mid wicket but it was it was first ball of this new bowler and i decided to you know hit him out the ground and it went you know to the left of mid wicket a diving mid wicket yes that wasn't great then on saturday sunday we had a very rain affected game as i messaged you boys i was i was 10 not out and rain had stopped play well that was the first... really mess your rhythm i know you're a rhythm mm-hmm. batsman zach i am i re- really yeah, am it's a really yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so having to having to play yourself in again after the rain delay is not not the easiest. Uh, faced a faced a, a young bowler who I reckon is probably about fifteen, who I've I've never faced a faster bowler. He was he was well, they they the other team jokingly told me he was he was a dibbly dobbler before, and I was like, oh god, that means he's really quick. You see the wicketkeeper go back, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> and the worst thing was this: he he's unbelievably quick, but had no control. So you just had no idea where it was going. Like he bowled a bouncer that was coming from my head and I dived out of the way. Well, that's something I want to see. And no, because he was, was 15, I'm guessing he like just like sledged you the whole way as well. As 15 year olds on the Yorkshire circuit seem to do with you. He was actually really quiet. He okay. was really quiet. I chatted to him after the game and he was like, yeah, I didn't mean to bowl any bouncers. I'm just trying to get it on the stumps. But he just is really quick and has no control. So like they'll be coming at your body. Then there'll be one that's like ducking away from you. So I didn't score many off him, but I ended up on it's, it's, the scorecard's not been put up online. But I think about 20 not out, which puts Ooh. my average for the season, oh. puts my average for the season at 39. Because wow, that red ink has done bits. I've only been out once, so my average for the season in in one day cricket is thirty nine. What's your um, highest score? That. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, this means I've scored thirty nine runs this season. Cumulatively, I've only been out once. <laughs> this is mate. So, this is mate. You, you know. just walk around telling everyone your average is thirty nine. That's fine. He's That's an average fine. man. Yeah. You've seen, uh, sorry, so you've you should... seen Zach Crawley's average in 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 one day cricket. Is it what? what? Is it? Is it well, I think it's in the, t- the twenties somewhere. Yeah, it's in were the twenties. Were you waiting for that phone to ring yesterday? Then. Yeah, I was expecting it. You know, <laughs> I was a little, little bit disappointed to. You know, next time, next time, I've just got next to keep. They, they've told me I've just got to keep doing what I'm doing, and I'll get my chance. I'm sure you're on their radar, mate. I'm sure you're on their okay. radar. Uh, Glenn, how are you? Uh, any cricket for you? We're all meeting up to have a little, have a little game of cricket over the weekend. And the last time I saw you play was on Hove Lawns, bowling a few sort of loopy tennis balls so you know where's your game at at the minute for, for oh, listeners you know, no, I, <laughs> no i haven't played uh since then i haven't played um, two two, two years, years ago been a bit years now okay great yeah great. i saw the, the bowling i feel is a write-off my, my aim this summer was to basically retrain retrain myself so i used to bowl a bit of leg spin it wasn't particularly good but i always enjoyed it but i wanted yeah. to retrain myself as you know just medium pace get it on the wicket and you know what the thing is like you're talking about zach like especially when you get to like you know club cricket a bit of sunday stuff like as long as you're accurate even if you're a little bit slower like, that's the main thing i mean darren stevens has shown us that but 
but uh, I haven't had a single chance to practice. I'm going to try and get uh, like an outdoor net with uh, with Tim, our southern correspondent, who's also my dad. Going to try and persuade him for a net tomorrow night. So this is my I might be playing. Yeah, at the very least, I'll go have a bowl somewhere. But I'm disappointed because I was hoping to get out more. But the the weather's been dross. The weather's been hopeless uh, when I've been aiming to go. The county champs have been struggling, and that isn't that a lovely segue. What what a great segue into the county champs, boys. Let's do a little update for the listeners. Um, I'm sure are watching closely anyway. Really rain affected uh, across the country. We're into day four in most of the matches as we speak. Two results to tell you already. Uh, a resurgent not to beat Derbyshire by an innings of 36 runs, which put them top of that really competitive group one or group A or group, you know, alpha, I don't know what they call it anymore. Top of their group. Um, and Yorkshire won by 53 runs against Northampton in a low scoring classic. Don Best picking up seven for there. Um, they don't, I, I saw that seven for, it was a classic Don Best seven for. A couple of nice ones and a couple of drag downs that you got wicked. I don't want to not take anything away from him. I'm just... This isn't a Don Best hate podcast. Well, not yet, anyway. Anyway, he did okay. Um, Somerset boys, you want to talk about them? That That's finishing a draw, right? Yeah, that was a result today. Wow. 4-6-1 plays 4-7-5. Pretty dead game, right? You, you, you've both been quite dejected about that today, I've noticed. Well, I had the misfortune. I was writing writing uh, a piece yesterday writing an article which which you'd think county championship would be would be the perfect backdrop for that which it was it was just really really boring it was it was dreadful so yeah uh for listeners as you said somerset put on a pretty big score uh i think we i want to say we closed uh on the first day it was an up and down day we had a mammoth partnership at the start conway and davis put on a stack of runs together uh devon conway been doing absolute bits for somerset since being signed stack of 50s in the t20 blast and he's bought that elegance um that just really high quality batting straight into the county championship. So I'm impressed with him. He got 88. Uh, and then Davis, uh, who is our wicketkeeper batsman, he got 65. So we had a great platform. We had 143 for no wicket. And then we went from 143 to 213. I uh, know 224 for seven. That was a collapse. It was Class. seven wickets uh, for like 60 odd runs, if that. Then the game turned on its head again. So imagine that, Dan. We the day finishes were about two hundred and thirty for seven. Who would have thought the next day we'd end up declaring as yeah. three of our lower orders scored seventy five or above? So seventy six, seventy five, seventy five. It was ridiculous. Wow. Um, so that was already an odd game. Uh, something to mention is that there was a COVID outbreak at Leicestershire, so it was a few of their um, reserve players as well playing this one. And then the karma, if you will, for want of a better word, the balance perhaps of the game swung when, as we'll get on to later, there was the COVID outbreak in England and a couple of Somerset's players had to depart mid-game, which I don't think I've seen before. We can get onto that a little bit later. Very odd. Um, and obviously being um, being the England call-up, it was uh, Craig Overton who was useful for us. Um, so he got replaced by uh, a debutant, um, Aldridge, uh, who struggled, not to, not to be harsh to him. None of the bowlers covered themselves in glory. It was pretty flat. And yeah, basically Leicester uh, with a stunning 171 not out from Swindles, who I think is quite young as well. I think he's in his early 20s. Um, Leicester just, just basically just batted and they gave up this afternoon. They didn't even, it was rain affected. And Leicester put on 475 for seven. So as you said, Dan, um, two mammoth innings, uh, which had some strange ebb and flows about them, some big partnerships lower down the order. Uh, Leicestershire's number nine got 83 not out, which is pretty remarkable. Um, a very odd game, and it wasn't particularly watchable. I'll say that. Yeah. It wasn't fun to watch. Crazy to see so many runs down the lower order there. All, all, like That game probably wasn't going to get a result anyway, even if without the weather, to be fair. But yeah. And then your guys, your rivals, Gloucestershire, uh, well, Middlesex could chase 367 down. It was more than that. No, it is 367. They could do that, but I doubt it. Um, Sussex, a couple sixteen-year-olds playing for Sussex. Have you seen them do really well? Dan Ibrahim. I, I was, I was at, I was at the game when Dan Ibrahim played his first innings for Sussex back at the beginning of June. Oh yes, against, you've been at some uh, cricket, Zach, against Yorkshire. Yeah, and he came out and he battled, and then he got to fifty, and then he's done it again in this game, hasn't he? And he, you know, he he looks really good, really solid, and like it was a really, it was a tough period for Sussex as for like batting for Sussex is, you know. It's generally. always tough periods, isn't it? Yeah, it's genuine, generally pretty difficult. <laughs> they don't make it easy for themselves, do they? Yeah, so he, he looks really good. 16. 
Yeah, there's there's some really young good players coming through Sussex, and and I I, I like how they give them a go, and that they're competitive. Um, Glamorgan need another 193 as we speak. We'll see if they can get that by the end. Of, well, they can't get that by the end of the day, but we'll see how they're out. Um, elsewhere, Kent bowled up at 74. We must talk about Jimmy Anderson, boys. Yep. Uh, 1,000 first-class wickets. Took his career best in that match, seven for 19. Um, an interesting stat was that four other bowlers in history have got to 1,000 first-class wickets by taking their career best figures. I couldn't tell you their names, but I saw that. And I was like, wow, I thought that would just be Jimmy Anderson. Do you know what I mean? Um, so he did really well. Good for him. Congratulations. Did Lancashire win that? It's ongoing. Uh, oh, so ongoing. Ken- uh, they need, so, uh, yeah, Kent are 134 for six. That's quite f- funny you said that, Dan, because I was looking for the score desperately. I was like, well, it must have finished. It hasn't. Um, so, basically, it's the final day, and Lancashire are chasing a final four wickets, with, I imagine, about an hour and a bit's uh, worth of play left. you got to remember, if it's been raining elsewhere in the country, it's been raining in Manchester. It's <laughs> always raining in Manchester. So, yeah, they they had their first... The first day was just wiped out, and it was the second... It was that second. It was that second kind of early. It was like I think it was just early afternoon because they'd even missed an hour on the second day because of how much it had rained the day before. Um, that Jimmy Anderson took all those wickets, and even before then, it was it was one of those games where I think even at the start it was oh this is this isn't going to be this is a bonus points game, and then Jimmy Anderson suddenly took all those wickets, and it was like oh hold on a second, we might get a result here just from this you know masterclass from one of the best. I think group. Group A or one, like you said, Dan, is really exciting. And Essex could really could miss out on qualification for Div 1, as it will be called, because uh, Notts are on 137, 15 points clear. Oh, no, sorry, that's more than that. 19 points clear of Essex. Essex are in fourth now because Durham... That's a Durham he- that's 90 clear. points is a healthy win, isn't it? A good, a good win 16, should get that many 16 points, 16 right? points for a win. 16 points for a win, but then, you know, and then they'd have to get... Knotts would have to lose and get three less bonus points than Essex. So, like, that's tough. Warwickshire on 131 because they've drawn. So, they're still 13 points clear of them. And Warwickshire are playing Worcestershire, who, after Dan touted them for for qualification. Who backed Knotts? Was it Tim? Or was it one of you two? Of course, of course it, was it was Tim, Tim. wasn't it? Yeah, he's got so they're, ob- they're obviously <laughs> flying now as well. Great. Yeah, Knotts are flying. And... You know, there's a real there's a real possibility that Essex and Somerset could both miss out on Div One. And Essex, Essex since that break have only had one game, or they haven't even had it yet. But they've only got this one game. Um, is it against Worcestershire? I'm guessing because no, they're, the they're both the ones that got one, one Essex game. Essex are playing. Ah, Essex are playing Derbyshire, so I'd expect well, Essex to win. Well, but... you never know. They might miss out. It'd be good if they did, wouldn't it? <laughs> give it, give it, some, give someone else a go. Even if they win, even if they win, you know, Notts are playing Durham. So if Notts beat, even if Notts lose to Durham, but and but they get a fair few bonus points, then Durham and Notts would both finish ahead of Essex. So after this round of games that we're currently talking about that are live and will probably be finished by the time you guys are listening to this, there's one game left for everybody, right? That that's the current state of playing the county champs. Okay, very interesting then. Um, that has always been the tightest group as well, hasn't it, Group A? Yeah, and just a shout out to poor Kent and uh, Derbyshire, who are the two teams who have played, I mean, uh, it's not going to be a win for Kent in a minute, so who are going to have played nine games and won uh, not a game between them. I mean, no, no wins in 18 between the two is pretty horrendous, did, isn't it, really? Did we like Did we like Kent? I want to say we liked Kent. I think God we did. Sake. We're useless, aren't we? We've got no insight. The thing is, if you look at, if you look at the team Kent have, it's it's a good they've got a decent team with Joe like Joe Denley is usually very good at county level and just kind of you know we've we've spoken extensively about him not quite making the step up. Well but, he's the Cameron Jerome County Championship, isn't he? He's like exactly. not perfect, but perfect for the county champs. Yeah, but he's not done it. They've got young Jordan Cox. Zach Crawley has done Damn you know, I think the thing was is Zach Crawley was gonna come back and do all right. They've got their own Ollie Robinson. Obviously, they they haven't really had much from Billings, but that's that's to be expected. They've got a decent bowling attack as well, but no, they've this season it, it happens though because if you look at Notts' team, Notts shouldn't have gone so long without winning a game. Um, did did Crawley get called up to the England team because he's disappeared? He did. Yeah, okay, he got called I up. But I was I was going to mention that I think we we mentioned this in our in our uh, chat in the week is that Sibley Burns and Crawley in their respective first innings. 
this week for, for Warwickshire Surrey and Kent made one run between them. Between and then Burns ground out a 25-ball duck in his second innings. And we've got this this India series coming up, lads. It's just not looking good, is it? They're already frailties. Um, but that's a conversation for a different day. I think that's about it for England Watch. Best seven, Anderson seven, wickets each. Sibley Burns and Coy with no runs. Pope's out injured. That's a bit worrying. Um, and then half of them have to leave anyway for this ODI exactly. to we'll, we'll come on to. So, or, or half of them are, are, in, are in isolation. Well, that's it. In the ODI squad. That's half like of them the now anyway. So, yeah. there's, there's no hope, really. There's no hope. Um, so, yeah, one more game of the county championship to come. I'm sure we'll have a little review part of that if we can squeeze one in. Um, should we talk about the blast really briefly? Zach, you've been, you've been keeping it up to date with this. Help us out with what's going on because. And we spoke about this before, I think, Glenn. This is the kind of the one thing that's gone over my head with all that's going on in the world. So help us out a little bit, Zach. Are we are we near the end of the group stage? Yeah, we're, we're very near. And it's it's kind of annoyed me the way they've done it because they're squeezing blast games, the last couple of blast games, in between these county championship games. Exactly. exactly. So like in the, in the three days in between championship games this week, there's there's a round of blast games on the Friday. Not every team. I don't think every team's playing, but like most are playing. For example, Surrey are playing at the Oval on Friday night. Somerset are playing Hampshire, I think, at, in in Southampton. And so yeah, it's a bit it's a bit kind of you know as if we needed more more proof that the ECB don't really like the blast, and that they're just shoving them in between. When you know, for example, Somerset, Somerset with with uh, Overton gone and Davy looking like he's injured, they've got a pretty depleted squad with Gregory out. Yeah. Able out, you know, because well, Gregory was injured, but is now is okay to go to the ODI squad. So yeah, but the the South group is looking really interesting. The top six teams separated by four points. So Kent are on fifteen, Kent fifteen, Somerset fourteen, and then Surrey and Sussex on thirteen. You expect those two to be pretty strong. Can I, can I interrupt you there? How many games have Sussex had called off? By the way, is it five? Is it six? Five. I mean, it's a shambles down there. <laughs> Like the weather's just been so so bad for these games. It sucks. It's. Uh, I think they missed out on both Surrey games. I think they didn't. They've not played Surrey once. You know what's funny is the North group, and obviously the North in England. For any of our non-English listeners, the North's weather is generally viewed as being worse. Be worse, yeah. In the North group, no one has had more than one game. Really? That's crazy. No Someone saw yeah. the jet stream out. The jet stream's clearly not quite in the right place this year because the South Group's clearly the better group anyway and therefore should benefit from the better weather. Yeah, I, well, I went to a blast game and uh, saw Yorkshire absolutely demolish North Hans. It was, it was a bit, it was just a bit embarrassing for North Hans. Really. Johnny Bairstow led Yorkshire or had he gone away? No, it was actually what well, they exactly oh, wow. they'd lost, lost all of their England players and still <laughs> demolished them. Yeah, so Jordan Thompson, who's the young... I always think of him as a bowler because he bats at... I think he bats at eight and bowls for them in the county championship. Leeds lad. He he scored 74, batting at three, which, you know, I've not been following Yorkshire that closely, but that's that's pretty good considering Andy. he's more of a bowler. Yeah, they, they, they knocked off... They knocked up 224 for three in their 20 overs, so it wasn't looking wasn't looking very good for, for North Ants then. And Lockie Ferguson bowls really, really quickly in person, just, just in case you oh, were does wondering. He? Is it, is it really, as quick in person? Really, okay. I remember okay. seeing it. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand how the batsmen decide. Yeah. You know, Was it quicker than that geezer was bowling at you, do you reckon? Probably borderline. borderline yeah, okay, you know, but again, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really yes. making many decisions then. <laughs> Either. <laughs> And Lockie, uh, he did get a, uh, a hat trick this week as well with the final three balls of a game, looking I mean, exceptionally good. The only Roses thing game. Was it in the Roses, in the Roses game? game? Yeah, at Headingley, my ticket got cancelled. Oh, bastards. I normally watch that. I normally watch the Roses game. The only game I can give you any insight on is the Somerset-Kent game, where it looked like they were playing on Hoth. It was like, not Hoth. <laughs> What's that place What's that place Luke Skywalker went to where Yoda lives? Dagobah. The Dagobah system, yeah. And it's all like foggy and like murky and like no one can see anything. And then Tom Banton went, you know, to hell with this. There must be some football on tonight. I'm done. I made a lovely hundred. That's the only. That's the only bit of I watch. It's been, it's been so hidden down the order, hasn't it? I'm sure there's probably a wider debate to be had on this than in this little news section. But yeah, that's all I got to say about the blast. As much as I like the tournament, you know, it's a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's struggled because it's just been, you know, with everything else going on, it usually struggles a little bit. But then we've had the Euros on top of it yeah. that is just 
exactly like it's exactly at that time it yeah, is isn't it it's eight like of an evening like five to eight o'clock you're not you're not yeah. gonna go you're not gonna go two games um and you know the hundred in its place they had a big press conference this week which apparently went terribly so i'm looking forward to that episode i say it every week it's coming i'll keep building up to this hundred episode we're gonna have um okay <laughs> let's move on to uh england women shall we um they've been having a fantastic time uh against india well, well actually they lost the most recent game but it's been a really good series zach you and me said this is probably the most cricket we've watched over the past couple of weeks. What with the football on. Um, we spoke about the test match in the last podcast, uh, which was a draw. Since then, there have been three ODIs, England winning two at the first two and India winning the third one, which was on July the 3rd. Um, England won those first two pretty easily. And then India, again, fairly. They've been they've not been that close to games, basically. Especially the India game was sort of close. But it's been entertaining. And a few sort of star performances from England. I've said that Catherine Brunt looks like the, most, the scariest woman on the planet. I would not want to... She, she, if I was an umpire and she like appealed, it, it's out. It's out, okay? Um, and then Sophia Dunkley uh, has been fantastic. She bats at like seven or six, I think. Get, get her up the order. Um, what have you made of it, Zach? Have you, have you enjoyed this? It's, it's a close series still. It's 6-4 in that scoring system they do with three T20s to come. Yeah, I was going to say about the scoring system is it was really good that India did win that game because otherwise it would have been they'd have been quite clear on the on the scoring system. It would have been eight eight two. They would have had to India would have had to have won the T Twenty series three nil to even draw the series. Yeah, it would have killed overall. the series off a little. Yeah, bit, and I, I really like that sc- the scoring system and the way it's set up. And I think for for women's Test cricket in particular, if they could do this as kind of a standard one Test three ODIs, three T20s, it would be really good. And it's it's something the men's game could learn from, I think, because there's so much, so little test cricket for anyone outside of the top three nations that if they could do, you know, a workaround like this, it, it works nicely and it keeps it all, it keeps it all relevant and, and makes it feel like you're working, like it's England, of spoilers in case anyone wasn't watching, England beat Sri Lanka 3-0 in the T20 oh, series. Oh, Zach, people, the time people, are wait, people are waiting to hear <laughs> about that. You've ruined it for them. <laughs> I, I said spoiler alert, so anyone who... <laughs> and then, but then after that, no one cares about that when you get to the ODIs. I mean, not that many people care that much about the Sri Lanka series anyway, but I like the way it kind of, it almost keeps the narratives going throughout the series. And yeah, England have, England have been good, been really good. The first two ODIs were were a little bit painful from an India perspective. As soon as Verma fell in that first ODI, they didn't look like they were ever going to get a competitive score. Matali Raj came in for some criticism because her strike rate, you know, has not been great. She has now become the the highest run scoring uh, run scorer in women's international cricket ever, overtaking Charlotte Edwards recently. So well done. Obviously, she's a brilliant player. But yeah, she's coming for some criticism because they just. They didn't. There was no impetus in the innings, and then it, it would get towards the back end, and we'd have we'd have Eccleston bowling at the death, and 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 Siver or or Shrubsol as well. Shrubsol taking loads of wickets, and they never looked like they were gonna ever really get to a competitive total. And then, like in the first game, Beaumont and Siver just knocked it off so comfortably, and the second game it looked the same with Kate Cross taking a five foot. The third game, like England slipped a bit you know they were 100 i think they were 150 odd for four and then ended up 200 219 all out and then you know matali raj showed her class in a in a chase like that and i think it could be a blueprint for india moving forward if they're not going to be able to if they're not going to be able to put on those big scores which i think as verma develops she will be able to put on those big scores on her own like she's still so young and is so exciting and i can't wait to see her in those t20s but it could be a blueprint for them to reduce teams to low innings. And then they know that they've got Natali Raj who will, you know, she will stack up the runs. Yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic summary, Zach. You touched on basically every point I wanted to say. I mean, all I was going to add is that Raj did get uh, above a half century in all three of the innings, which is incredible. And as you rightly said, pushed her to, to record-breaking total of runs. And it was interesting that discourse around scoring rate because when I've watched some of the cricket, I dipped in and out of the first two. I think I missed the third one. And I'd watch it maybe about in 10 over spells. And I noticed just as a spectator that 
uh, very much when India were batting, the, the run rate was low. It was not particularly enthralling stuff. And then when England were batting, suddenly, you know, the run rate is, is picking up and it's just all the whole game is moving a bit quicker. But I think, you know, it's, it's a really interesting point you make that, yeah, if they can actually have a game plan and play to it and be comfortable having that target to chase and being able to do that with the batting they've got. We've all talked about, we talked about Verma before on the pod, I think, and having that balance, as you said about, you know, experience and then a couple of younger players who are hungry, who are happier to go at a higher rate and Farage to really be the anchor because uh, she's 38. So, you know, there's not there's probably not a huge amount of years left um, in, in, in professional cricket for her. But I mean, she's at the top of her game. So why not carry on? I mean, stunning, stunning stuff this series. So I think if they just like, as you said, figure out a strategy and actually stick to it. They got a decent selection of spinners. I mean, they had between them, I think in the one, the one, the games I watched, I think they had the full, the full left arm off spin leggy kind of combination. So they've got that, which you expect from an Indian team. But yeah, you made some great points, Zach. They they just need to play more cricket. Yeah, simple as. They need to 100%. play more cricket, and then they'll they'll get better. They're not, you know, the 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 World Cup is early next year in New Zealand, and I think England are in a fantastic position. Yep. they are champions as well, and they're in a fantastic position to go and defend that title. Obviously, Australia are brilliant at women's cricket, and that's you know a lot of that comes down to just the investment yep. there. But it, this India team, they need more cricket before that World Cup if they're gonna you know, get close. It's almost as if the BCCI waiting for them to win a tournament before they're going to invest in the money, not thinking about the other way around. It's it's kind of reminiscent of not that I was alive when India didn't really worry about ODI cricket until they won the ODI World Cup back in the 80s. Yeah, I think no not that anyone, not that anyone's a historian, there, but... mate. To be honest, if it's before yeah. 2009, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that's kind of almost that would be almost the BCCI's excuse right now, maybe. They're, they're winning this series, though, which I think is impressive with, as you mentioned, the lack of cricket they've played. Um, three T20s to come. The first one starting on July the 9th, uh, and they'll, that'll finish on July the 14th when football uh, is home, which it will be by then, of course. So keep an eye out for them. They'll be on Sky. Um, I look forward to watching them play that. Right, boys. So for the next sort of 30 minutes or so, we need to tackle what's been going on with the uh, the men's team. Um and we'll just call it this white ball period. We normally like to do pods in reviews and previews of specific series, but that's been pretty tricky with the boring cricket and the the amount of cricket being played all so densely put together. So we've got this Sri Lanka series that has happened, unfortunately for everybody involved, and we've got this Pakistan series coming up. I want to start with just wrapping up the Sri Lanka series because I think we we touched on the first T20 and the second T20 was going on in the last podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um a lay into the back of Sri Lanka, um, rightfully so, I felt at the time. And then we nearly lost that second T20. And I was like, please don't, because that podcast will come out and I'll look a fool. And then the rest of the series kind of um, made me feel a lot better about myself because they were awful. So let me just run through the results from that. The, the tour's done now. Sri Lanka going home to get battered against India. Um there were three T20s. Uh, England won that 3-0. So they, they won the, the second T20 on, on Doc of Lewis and then pissed the third one, um, trying to get him on it for 91. There was then two and a sort of half ODIs, England winning the first two very comfortably and then the third one getting rained off after Schlank had been bolted out for 166. So that that was the series. That that was it. It, it was awful. There's no narratives coming out of it from a, from a cricket perspective. I, I think we want to spend much time on boys. I don't think anyone wants to listen to us try and talk about that should we should we wrap up that series as like the shambles that it was um i don't know much about the way sri lanka's run cricket wise i'm sure again there's a podcast of people who know a bit more we might glenn's got his hand up i like that all i know all i know about their running is they can't run between the wickets this that's <laughs> all i can say <laughs> they need to start higher and then work down and see if they can run between the wickets because it was just a mess obviously the three players got sent home for going out in Durham for some reason, which is hilarious. Sad. Why are you out in Durham? Anyway, and then they got kicked out. And then every single game was England put them into bat. They got no runs. England knocked them off really easily. Uh, That's it, isn't it? Is that all we can really say from this series? It was just depressing. The cricket was bad. Cricket was awful. There was no fun coming out of it. A few England players did all right. Some someone's Zach. Well, you, you didn't get to sort of air your feelings on Shranka last week. So, what did what did you reckon? 
I just want to point out a really good article that I read a while ago, so I, I'm not going to recount too much about it, just about what's happening with Sri Lankan cricket. I can't have read it that long ago, and it came out That's on the 29th of June. I'm interested but, to get a bit of knowledge on, because I've got no knowledge on. And I'm, So it's know, on, on Cricket on? Info by Andrew, Andrew Fidel Fernando. So we can link it it's below the episode of something really good, really good article to read about what's happening. Talking about after the three players getting sent home, the fact they've been banned for a year, which just feels like such an over-exaggeration, considering that's how much like Cameron Bancroft and Steve yeah. Smith were banned for. To be like, fair, come on, to be fair it was Durham Town Centre. Like, I think but, that was probably worth six months on its own. Who's Manchester? Feel, I, or something. I know, I know. I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm, I should probably get a fiver out in the, in the jar right now, bubble discourse. But oh, I thought they were moving away from a bubble to a team environment. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, you know, I mean, Durham's not a team rules. environment either. No. Is it really? <laughs> and they did break. They obviously did break their bubble rules, but it's almost a bit like. And I know cases are skyrocketing at the moment in the UK, but. We're not in a we're not in a strict lockdown. It seems a little bit I don't know. Well, I think it. I think to your point is that it, it sums up Sri Lankan cricket that that that's the way they deem that punishable. They like it, it, common sense would say it's probably not that deep, is it? Yeah, send home for the tour, but you know you got India coming yeah. on your doorstep. You know, in a couple of weeks, have them playing. So, and then from there, it just went it just went terribly, terribly wrong. Just little things like some of the reviews they did. Um, that over by Sam Curran, that little spell by Sam Curran, they all they couldn't play a slightly swinging ball from a left-hander, for goodness sake. Yeah, it was that second game, as you said, uh, down when they were reduced to 12 for three, and it was just the writing was on the wall from that point forward. I mean, in a, to an extent, they were they were impressive uh, to get to 241 from that. And like from an England perspective, nothing really to write home about. Looking at the bowling, so obviously we had that great that great um, innings from uh, or spell from Sam Curran in the second game. Five wickets just demolished them. Uh, one that stood out for me in the third game, which was it was we only had one innings because it was it was washed out, was uh, Tom Curran, uh, who has famously oh, yes. struggled for wickets um, oh, internationally. Uh, he he took a liking to the lower middle order of Sri Lanka. I mean, I would happily <laughs> give that a crack. Uh, to be fair, I, I, I'm not necessarily saying he was unbelievable. I just think it was a great opportunity for him to get some uh, to get some uh, wickets under his belt. And then looking looking, we're trying to drag any, any not even a narrative, just any facts out of this dreadful series. It was lovely in the first one to see um, Root get his head down, 79 not out, proper captain's innings. Um, although obviously it's Morgan in this form, but it was a proper you know, leader's innings, which I which I really enjoyed. Um, although I think most of us might have turned off um, to get the Germany coverage by then. Uh, and then Root again, picking up 68 not out. So he had an excellent series at the back. I was delighted to see Morgan in that second game get 75 not out. Because honestly, yeah. I keep saying this yeah. without any statistical evidence, but I'm sure he has struggled for runs the last like six, seven months. I have not seen him score I, anything. I think it's been longer than that, mate. I want to say it was since Australia. Australia toured an ODI series maybe honestly, 18 months ago. You know, he's been, he's been re- and he was at Nick in the IPL as well. Absolutely. So, I guess the sad thing is, once again, this, uh, just to run through some tiny headlines, Sam Billings once again gets an opportunity. I know it's one innings, but we keep saying this one innings, one innings, one innings. He's a great fielder. He's a great fielder. I'll oh, tell mate, you how about that arm? Yeah. Oh, two and two and two across the series. But, um, <laughs> But we, yeah, could, we could take just, his threat at deep square leg. Exactly. But batting-wise, he hasn't really been up to scratch for England. It was great to see Bairstow and Roy over the two games back to their destructive best. I mean, Bairstow, as we, as we were just joking, really did want to watch the football because uh, he was going at a great rate before being cleaned up by Fernando. So for England, I mean, it was just a standard day at the office across the three games. And I mean, there isn't much more to say, but those were the people that stood out in some regard to me. The only thing I would say about Billings is it's not been mentioned, but if I was him, I would have, I would have had a re I would have had, it's been a really tough 18 months. Obviously it's been a really tough 18 months for a lot of people, but he's been, I feel like he's been in bubbles for so long and just hasn't had very much cricket. Like he played, he's, he's, you know, he's played a role in England's white ball stuff, but like he was in, he was in the bubble for the New Zealand game, did a bit of, did a bit of carrying drinks and the New Zealand test. He's been in the white ball. I I think he, you know, he, like with other players, we've said this before, he, need, he needs some cricket. He needs to play some games for Kent. And 
I'm sure he he obviously must be in the hundred. I presume he's playing for I don't know Oval Invincibles. Maybe is my guess. Uh, who the so... cricket franchise? I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a great point. And one player, one star England player who across the games, which unfortunately I managed to watch more than I would have wished of these three, um, who I thought had a disappointing series for England. Not to criticise him too much was Rashid. I think the Sri Lankan batsman played him really well. Yeah. He got one wicket across the three games. And I think they, they well, there was a, you know, 50-50 and the Sri Lankan batsman played him well. He just didn't seem to get into a great rhythm. And I, I, I don't think he, you know, had a horrendous series or anything. I just think one wicket across the three for one of the best spin, uh, you know, leg spin bowlers in the world in his day was, he was the only one for England where I thought, oh man, he could have done with maybe a little bit more off the surface. But I mean, it's, it's really nitpicking looking for something to talk about at this point. I thought in the T20 games to go, I know we're going, back a step here it was really interesting how Rashid was used because Livingston was often coming on before Rashid and it kind of I feel like before Moeen dropped out of the T20 side he was being used for kind of one over in the like the first over and then not really being used again which you know we all dis we all thought wasn't the best way to use him it seems like Morgan then decided that that was the best way to use Rashid. Let's bowl him at least one over in the power play. And I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that either, but Rashid was bowling much later, even after Liam Livingston had two overs before he got a bowl, I think, in one of the games. And it was, it, it seemed a strange decision, but it worked. You know, Livingston, in the last T20, Livingston bowled two overs for 10 runs, which if we can get that out of him, he makes my team. Yeah, because, because, he's, because he can bat. Obviously, he's in the team primarily for his batting. But if you get two overs of 10 runs out of him, or even two overs of 15, because you so many more options at the death. Well, that, that was the one thing I took from uh, the whole White Ball series was Livingston for the T20 side because of his bowling. That That's yeah. the one sort of 100%. thing I think England might have learned over the past couple of weeks. Because you, you mentioned correctly, Glenn and Zach, you know, the kind of the people who did well um, this week. You know, Curran was great. Wokes was awesome. There was a few good individual Wokes performances everywhere you know, great, but it was against a crap side. So it's like, well done, very professional, we move on. But yeah, the Livingston thing was like an actual nugget of information I think we might all take, and England certainly should take um, going forward. I think especially as well with that is that the struggles we had with all of our left-handed middle-order in India against um, against the Indian death bowlers. They were just bowling cutters that were going away and it was so easy for them. And a right-hander in, well, in Livingston or Billings, but but we I think we're all agreed that Livingston's above Billings now, even though he's another player who wants to bat, who wants to open the batting, which everyone does, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a, an option of a right-hander. I think right-hand, left-hand combinations are, are, are so important in the game these days. Um, one more question on this Sri Lanka series I've got for both of you is sort of is is more toward the ODI side is is Moeen Ali's irrelevance in that side? He 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 couldn't get in the game, and and that was because Sri Lanka was so bad and England was so dominant and professional in, in dispatching them. But he got he bowled maybe two overs at, at most in an inning, in an innings as a sixth bowler, and then batting at six he he was surplus to requirements. So. I'm sure against better sides when England's middle lower order needs to get used, he might be more useful. But other than that, it, it, what's his role in this ODI side if there is one? Was he just filling a place for when, you know, Ben Stokes comes back or something like that? Is there actually a future for him in this ODI side at the minute? I think his his ODI bowling record is is actually atrocious. And it's been really bad recently, but it's actually really not very good even though his bowling average is 51 in ODIs. That is really bad. That's Tom Curran territory, that. That's, I just, I like seeing Moeen in England's shirt. It's just, I don't, I don't, the context of the ODI team is kind of warped because there's no World Cup coming up. So I really care about the team anyway. So I just don't, I don't see who comes in there or, or why he's even in there, to be honest. I think, I think you were right in the way that you phrased the question. Um, I think in in Dan in the sense that he kind of fell through the gaps. Um, this is not the kind of series. Either basically, what I'm trying to say is you either want to be the opening batsman or you want to be the opening bowlers. It's not really the series yeah. you want to be second change and in yeah. the middle order because yeah. you, you're not going to get an opportunity. You're, you're not, quite right. Well, the, the job was done by the, the opening bowlers done. and by the opening batsman, and I think they're the ones that we've highlighted are great. And it was the the Moeen Ali, Sam Billings. Um, Rashid, to an extent, wasn't it wasn't needed because there were you know five down by the time he came on. 
they just kind of got a little bit washed away. And it's a yeah. shame, obviously, that we're playing this Pakistan series. Yeah, I'm trying to just trying to really quickly work through the squads. I think he was in the eleven. I think for all three games, um, at least two of them, I've got I, I can find. So yeah, he bowled two overs. He did get a handy twenty-eight in one of the games with the bat. So he did got. Yeah, a it was off bit like of it was off like fifty yard. It was like it was really quite a bad innings. No, no, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Like, just I know Will's that... going to listen. I'm trying to think of anything positive. <laughs> <for our friend laughs> it's not. It's not. But that, that was my problem. Like. That was my other issue. I'd rather him either got out or swung his bat. What the hell is twenty-eight or fifty-six gonna whatever it was gonna do for anybody? It was it was frustrating to see because I think we all wanted to do well. Um, but as I mentioned, we're not gonna get to see any of these guys now. They're all in isolation. Uh, the news broke yesterday. For those of you who didn't know, um, four positive cases, something like that. Three of whom, or ha- seven positive cases. Excuse me. I think four of whom were backroom staff. Three of whom were players so as close contacts the whole squad is going to isolation and that gave a really interesting couple of hours didn't it everyone was speculating who's going to come back in Stuart Broad tweeted Jimmy Anderson are these still the kits uh, Ravi Bopara tweeted a gif of someone waiting near their phone that was the one I would have liked there's a bit of Bopara back in his shirt of course as we mentioned at the top of the pod Zach was waiting patiently for the call as well um, so I think it was about 11 o'clock yesterday it was announced they're still going ahead with the game I think that's the right thing to do. I'm glad they're doing it. This is an impressive uh, bit of organisation with the ECB. Shows England's white ball depth as well, for sure. And um, we're going to have some some fun, I think, lads. Much more fun than we did for the Shranka series, anyway. See, I disagree. We might actually have a debate on here. I, I, I think... Rain's not play. I don't think so. Ah, uh, well, I don't think... I don't, I, I don't like it. I'm not excited about it, and I'm frustrated that they pulled out players that were halfway through a county championship, um, you know, days and a game. And uh, if I was, I wouldn't be the person like complaining about it, you know, to a member of staff. But did I, if I had an 80, 90, 100 pound ticket for one of these games at Lords or wherever, I'd be pretty disappointed to be watching our barely, barely B team. Uh, play to but, be honest. But, but I think Zach it's... has one of these tickets, and look at his little face. He's buzzing. He does. I didn't know he does. I think I yeah, must have missed him. that. He's, buzzing. He's one of thousands of England fans. <laughs> we surely you'd be more disappointed to get your money back than just to go and have the day out. I've been inside for eighteen months. I'm ready to go out. Exactly. I was expecting because it's the day before restrictions get lifted in the UK. My game is so I was expecting to just to get my t- get my money back, and it's it being my girlfriend's first time she's seen England play and I don't want to be England but what you're trying to take away from the people (laughs) I mean to be honest to be honest I will defer to Zach here because he is someone who has a ticket so if he's happy that eases my conscience doesn't it (laughs) I mean the thing is is that I'm going to a T20 girl I'm not going to one of the ODIs so the squad will be slightly different I think those players will be out of isolation by then, but I don't think they'll make the squad still because they will have been in isolation be, for 10 days. Be a bit much. Um, yeah. So I th- I'd rather be at T20 for sure because it'll be over quicker, quite frankly. Again, I, I err on your side a little bit, but I personally wouldn't go. Um, so I run through, let me run through the names really quickly, by the way. We've had a couple of throwbacks, uh, a couple of new names. So Keeper Moon was put under the experience category in an article I read, which which shows you a lot a lot about this squad, really. Um, so Ben Stokes will captain. That's a, that's quite cool. Uh, Jake Ball, Danny Briggs. Danny Briggs, he's back. Um, Bryden Cass, who I said sounds like an unlicensed name on a cricket game. Sorry, Bryden. Zach Crawley, Ben Duckett, Lewis Gregory for the Somerset fans out there. Uh, Tom Helm, Will Jacks, Dan Lawrence, Saqib Mahmood. David Milan, who was in the initial ODI squad, left for personal reasons, so isn't in the, the contact tracing uh, issue. Craig Overton, Matt Parkinson, David Payne, Phil Salt, John Simpson, and James Vince. So, you know, there's a few categories of players here, boys. There's the pure debutants and names that were probably never on anyone's radar. There's Ben Stokes and Stakeeper Mood, the experienced ones. And then there's, for me, you know, your James Vince's, um, Zach Croy to an extent, Craig Overton, who are like well-known England players in various formats or have had spells within the game, and could could you know put put their stamp on this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you feel about that. Whether that's actually going to happen or not, or whether it's just all filler, no killer. I think it's important to note before I go on 
that we will learn more from this series than we did from the Sri Lanka series. Yeah. We will oh, learn sure. yeah. that there's, it's a great opportunity, like you said, for a few people. It's a fantastic opportunity for David Milan to get the ODI century he's missing to become the <laughs> first English yes. man to get that century in three. And that would be so David Milan to be on that list, wouldn't it? it would be <laughs> so and then, and then, and then never play for the ODI side again. Exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, for people who would... You know, people who like Phil Salt or Saki Bamood, who would, you know, fancy their chances at, you know, knocking on the door of England. It's a great opportunity because I don't think we, I don't think we would have seen them before the before the T Twenty World Cup necessarily. Parkinson, another one. If Parkinson has a fantastic series, then he's, you know, he's on the plane. But he, yeah, England are so desperate for that second spinner. Yeah, Phil Jacks, we we spoke about off air before. He, you know, has been brilliant for Surrey. Wasn't so good in the Big Bash, but really exciting players i like and you know zach crawley i've always thought zach crawley would make a good odi player but he's never going to be able to play one day cricket because of the hundred and he's he's actually spoken about this that he would like to show that he's going to be good enough at playing odi cricket but yeah he's never going to play list a cricket because of the hundred and you know, it, I don't know. It's, it, well, it's not never. That's a bit dramatic, Zach. You could just say no. Just say no to the hundred check if you're that desperate. Well, he could do. Yeah. But I think he also would like to prove himself as a T20 player. Like he's, he, you know, he's, well, yeah. he's played some really good innings for Kent. But so I, you, yeah. sorry. So you pointed out sort of like Matt Parkinson, like the players who might actually worm their way in. I think for me, it's him. Did you mention Mahmood of Salt to an extent? Maybe. I think they're the players who. If they were named in a squad, say England picked just had a bigger squad at one point, you wouldn't be too surprised if they yeah. made the squad at some point. Definitely. They're those players who, you know, sometimes they've they've been in squads recently at least. And then, you know, Jake Ball um, is he does fit into that category of having been in squads recently. I'm just not excited by him at all. He's an unexciting player for me. Yeah. I think like him, the two names I don't know, even like Ben Duckett in the middle order. Who who got kicked off a lion's door for pouring a drink over Jimmy Anderson's head? I didn't know that. <laughs> Bit rude. No wonder he's not played for so long. Um, <laughs> uh, Glenn, Glenn, you've been um, you've been furiously scribbling away while uh, while me and Zach have been chatting there. This is why I can't wait for us to make the jump to YouTube for people to, to see the content as well as hear it. Um, I'm guessing that's not your order for your takeaway tonight. It's 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 your eleven or potential starting eleven because. This was quite. This was on Twitter yesterday. You know, people going like, right out of this sort of, I don't want to say mess. That's rude, but chaotic situation. What does an England eleven even look like when you've got no sort of starting point apart from probably you know Stokes, obviously, and then like Saki Bamu probably leading the the bowling lineup. Do you have an eleven for us? You could just chuck out there. We can oh. we can try and make this as we go for the last sort of ten minutes, boys, because I've not yeah. written one down yet. We can completely workshop this and nothing's really uh, keyed in. So you're quite right. I was furiously scribbling 11 players that I, well, as in like a, a shortlist uh, that, that looks something like a team. I was furiously Googling the blokes I've never heard of. There's three of them. I've you're going to forget a spin of accident or like accidentally play five, aren't you? It's gonna be... I don't want to forget Curly again. So <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to do this slowly. Okay, so I think that we're a bowler, if not two bowlers light, but the players who I'd like to see in the mix... Are Salt, Milan, Jacks, Crawley, Vince, Stokes, Lawrence, Simpson? Because I'm not sure. I was trying to find a keeper, so I don't know if there's any other keepers. I'll come correct me on that. And then bowling, Mahmood, Parkinson, Cass. Uh, okay, if that's how you say his surname, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, Zach who, looked disgusted a tiny bit. Maybe I couldn't work it out. No, who's the keeper? You made a good point, Glenn. Who, who's that? Who, who's the well, keeper? Well, Simpson's Salt? the keeper. He's the, Salt, oh, can Salt, Salt can keep. Salt okay. Can keep. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon he'll open and keep then? Yeah, I, I think ah, so. Yeah. I, I've just I'm tried here. to, I've just tried to put together a top five and had forgotten Jacks. Dan Lawrence isn't making it into my eleven, and Dan I've got Lawrence isn't interesting. But I don't know. Could he? Would he bat at six in a in an ODI? There's so I, many people in that too team many. who can bat. Back between three and six. Literally, just, I had an opener and exactly that. And I had an opener and a giant kind of upper middle order. And I was really trying to workshop it. <laughs> so my current, Sorry, my go on, current Give us yours. Give I've us just yours, done this now. So I've definitely forgotten someone. You've yeah, <laughs> so forgotten Stokes. That's probably and Salt opening. Yeah. Like it. Land three. 
Yeah. Jack's four. Stokes mm-hmm. bats at five. You know, that's yeah. pretty sad. I mean, he might he might bat higher just because of this 11, but he usually bats five. Lawrence, six. And then after that, I'm not sure, to be honest. Five, bowl, five bowlers would that be then after that? That's so I was going to say, shall we? What did you think of my three? Because I would, I knew I was a bowler or two light in the team. What do you think of Mahmoud Parkinson and uh, Cars? Yeah, he's Cars. Cars is in his team, is he? Is he? Is he good? I don't Who is know. He? He's been really Sorry. good. He's been really good in the blast. What does he bowl? Fast, fast, fast. Okay, yeah. you like fast. And then- I, I would say uh, Gregory's definitely getting in the team because he can bat. Oh, he's, he, he's he'll be at number seven, surely. He's he'll definitely be getting in the team. That, that I, why, that's see... why I left him off, is because he wasn't fit for the last um, Somerset oh. game. That's why like, he was left out of mine. I think Overton could get in purely again on that fact that he can bat. Uh, Overton's been batting higher up than, than Gregory in Red Bull cricket this season. And and he's played for England. You know, it yeah, would be so much of a moment for him. I think maybe get his first ODR out of the way and just get the boys settled in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have a team there. It depends on if we want to move anyone. Well, I think the glaring omission from both of you, and excuse me if you did mention him, is James Vince. How, I had him in mind. I had him in mind, but Zach like, dropped him. And I, I read a piece today that's like, this is his final, final, final chance to not make 25 and nick off and to do something interesting in the England shirt. So I think, again, and the experience, he, he I got, think there's he players. bowl as well. He got a wicket last year. Oh, God. Well, well I think that... I really like Zach's top six that he did for us. I wouldn't replace any of them with Vince. That's my problem. Agreed, Glenn. This is the thing. I think I'm kind of naming a team I want to see, but in reality, Jake Ball and James Vince are playing in this team. Yeah, yeah. They've both been in squads. They've both got experience. They're both playing. There's no doubt about that. Like, I think Jax maybe won't get a game then. That's my guess. That would be my guess. Yeah. It just feels like to me that England are going to get as many previously capped players out there as they can you know in, in whatever format to have a side that vaguely resembles some international um previous international games and then tweak it for the second and third odi if they need to so the team that i think they might be looking towards based on that is cruelly salt milan vince stokes lawrence gregory overton mahmoud parkinson ball that is kind of yeah. an 11 that i wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see that that would be the that's an ECB eleven there. That I don't is. think it's the one we at Rainstop Pod want to see. It's Lions. It's a Lions tour five years ago. That's what this team <laughs> depending is. Depending on yeah, depending on Gregory's fitness. Otherwise, it might throw up some questions because he's such an easy seven. Like he bat like he has batted at seven for England in ODIs and T20s recently. Yeah, you know, like he's played a fair few. What what so. about the spin situation then? Is it, are we playing Parkinson and Briggs, or are we just having the one leggy? The way we played against. Pakistan and the, the, the current weather and conditions in England That's suggest you only want spin it, don't you? Also, this is another thing for Jax. Jax can bowl spin. Oh, can he? Little part-time yeah, offies, is bold, he? Jax is bowled spin, yeah. And Zach Crawley can bowl a little bit? No, actually, no. Let's Dan Lawrence can bowl. Dan Lawrence. I mean, anyone can bowl if they try that hard. Yeah. It's, like, it's, a <laughs> it's are you physically <laughs> able, yes, <laughs> to, to do the action? <laughs> Tom Sibley can bowl. <laughs> uh, okay, well that that was a nice little workshop, boys. I'm sure this is how you know James Taylor and the selecting committee or whoever's in that do it. You know, scribble on a piece of paper and it's my, it's my plane ticket. It's my next plane ticket that I've covered in a, in a second eleven. Um, it's going to be an interesting series for not the reason you'd want. I think Glenn is the point you're making. Not like a oh yeah, this is two good teams going at it. It'll be interesting because I've never seen these players play, and it'll be, it'll be something to watch when the Euros is over. You know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to spin this to the ECB, but I'm struggling. Well, the first game is 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 tomorrow. Well, you know, it's... I've got that horribly wrong, haven't I? Uh, which will be when I'm on my train to London, where I am seeing you guys. So oh. I'm on my train tomorrow, and I'll be watching the game. There you go. Well, that's class because I was literally, it's, I was just thinking of something to do tomorrow i was like i, I want to do something in the afternoon it starts at one i can wake up do some stuff in the morning sit down and pakistan lads we must talk about pakistan for 10 seconds at oh. least uh, they you know are better than sri lanka that's 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 my two cents they they should be anyway hopefully right have we got any players to watch zach i want to come to you first baba azam he's quite good <laughs> <laughs> yeah Rizwan, I don't think we've seen we've seen much of him in ODIs in yeah. England. Certainly, like he's, he's quite a new 
one in the team there. I've got an 11 from uh, Mazar Arshad, who I follow on Twitter, who's a, a statistician, Pakistani statistician, he's fantastic. So Rizwan and Fakhar Zaman to open, Babar and Sahib Maksud, who I think is new as well, and you know, not the biggest expert, Harris Sahel, Shadab, Nawaz, Hassan Ali, who you know has been really good recently, yeah. Shaheen, who is always exciting, Harris Ralph, who I really enjoy, and when when England lost that T20 to Sri Lanka, to, to Pakistan last summer, and uh, Harris Ralph bowled that last ball, and it, we needed six off the last ball. Harris Ralph bowled a really good ball, and then him and Bab Razan started getting really angry at each other. I don't know if you remember, remember that. Because really it wasn't funny. quite like, the right ball, was it? Yeah, it's like you just won the game, lads. Like, yeah. enjoy it. And Bumble was loving it. Yeah, and then Hussain, we at number eleven. Yeah, so that's. That's the eleven I've seen. It's a good eleven. It's a lot better than England's eleven. Yeah. Two two quick things. Um, thank you, Zach, for that. That was that was very helpful. And so Pakistan got an impressive two-one series win in South Africa earlier this year, which is worth noting. It was also part of the ODI Super League. Does anyone can anyone oh, explain that to me? Zach that loves someone this. can. Zach loves it. I've never heard it. of it until the show. Sit game. down. <laughs> gather around the fire. I've never heard of it. Or a pint. Glenn, have you never listened to any of what I say on this podcast? Clearly not. Clearly Come never on, listened to what I say on this podcast. Well, I think you've mentioned a few of these things, and I never believe they're real. <laughs> ben, ben, when I introduce everyone on the podcast and say, Zach, how are you? He just he goes, Super ODI League. Super League. Yeah. ODI Super League. It's, it's, it's qualification for the 2023 World Cup, which feels like years away. It actually means that every ODI we've played in the last year, it started with the Ireland series. Do you know that Ireland series last year? Yeah. Um and every ODI we've played since then has actually mattered for something, whereas the T20s obviously haven't, even though well, we've I got think that's why Morgan, and Morgan was questioned about this for not changing anything for the third ODI against Sri Lanka and always bowling first. He was like, listen, there is something to play for here. And rightfully so, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so, you know, like, and, and it meant that that third ODI that we lost to Ireland last year, it meant something for Ireland. Like, Ireland could sneak into the... I think it's going to be slight. It might even be a 10-team World Cup in 2023. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet, but seven teams get in through this. And that extra 10 points, if they get a few good results against some of the like, you know, a, a more established sides, they could sneak in. So for, for teams like that, it's more important. For us, it's not so important. You know, we are, I think we're top of it, but just because we've played so many more games. Do these count us. against Pakistan? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's count. These counts. So Pakistan are currently third in the league. Bangladesh is second, and we're top. Uh, with South Africa bottom, having only played three games, but having really poor net run rate. It does make it interesting, and because obviously it's a massive opportunity um, for Pakistan to pick up some points and to to beat. Um, a pretty shoddy-looking uh, England team for as exciting as we want it to be. It, it is interesting that there is something tangible on the line, and it gives it that extra excitement, which you obviously pointed out, Zach. I think also the T20 series is going to be interesting because Pakistan, now that the T20 World Cup is going to be in the UAE, obviously for Pakistan, they've played a lot of their T20 cricket in the UAE, so they're very used to those conditions. And not that those conditions are a world away from what we were going to have in India, and it would have been you know, already pretty decent conditions, but it's it, it's ideal for them now. So these T20 games are going to be interesting to see how they're shaping up because we know how Pakistan can be. They're fantastic to watch, but they just are always prone to doing something unexpected, you know? And so it'll be interesting to see how they shape in the T20 games, particularly if it's against a weakened England side, which it will be. You know, it, 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 I think for Pakistan, it's a really big series. For England, you know, with the weekend team, we're, we, we are going to learn about some players. But for Pakistan, you know, I can't imagine they've got that many games before the T20 World Cup later this year. Yeah, I don't think they do. I think that's a really good point about the context of the T20 series. And then the points they could pick up here, because I think initially coming over, if they nabbed one game from that three-game series, they'd have been happy. They'd probably want to take at least two now. And that was my kind of final question before we wrap up, boys, is is will England win one of these with this squad? Uh, Zach's on for a three-zipper. Yeah. I think we'll nick one. I, I think our depth is excellent, despite the fact it's a bunch of misfits. Glenn, are England going to win a game? I mean, you know, I was 
just thinking that, I think, I mean, is there, um, for want of a better word, pressure, but opportunity is probably the better word, as we just mentioned, uh, an opening for Pakistan to put England, a very inexperienced team, England team, to the sword. I mean, Stokes, our captain, is just recovering from injury. I mean, it's not as if a lot of this team, right, this 11 that we've just talked about, you know, Gregory, Stokes, there's players here who are either A, bang off form who are not who cannot pick up a run for England or their counties or be out of just out of injuries yeah. <laughs> there's a reason they weren't in the original squad without, <laughs> yeah, without yeah, disrespecting exactly. them too much um it's not a brilliant 11 so yeah. I mean it kind of makes me in a way um cheer on England a little bit more because I would love to see this group of players do well because this is a great opportunity for them too so really it is I know I was uh, bad mouthing it earlier in this episode but talking it through I mean there is an extra element of interest that we wouldn't have had if this was the the uh, the uh, Morgan Dream team which he always has his hands on and it's almost ironic that the one day team doesn't in, at this moment in time uh, can we just have a spare thought for Tom Banton for a moment? He was called into the ODI squad for the final ODI just to carry drinks. You know, oh, he's been in great form for Somerset. Let's stop him playing for Somerset so we can carry some drinks. And now he's in 10 days of isolation. So we'll miss Somerset's last two blast games, I believe. And he he probably would have been playing in, in this. Uh, he, he might have been playing in this uh, uh sorry, county championship game because Somerset have got some injuries as well. So poor Tom Banton, he's had a, you know, he's had a tough time and just found some form again and the ECB whipping away like they love to do. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, in this pod how frustrated I was as a fan and personally for, for for Tom to be dragged back into this. I had not considered until you just said it, Zach, that he is now isolating, having rocked up for like two days. I had not crossed my mind that he's going to be wrapped up in this. It's just disgraceful the way him and, and other players um, have been treated. It's disgraceful. How, how pissed off do you reckon they get? I'm, I'm talking even like pre-COVID here when they're whisked away from their county to be part of a... 15 16 man squad and they probably know they're going to get in like it's probably benefits of being around the england squad and you know you're on the periphery then but it's like yeah, mate can i just go play a bit of cricket I, but before covid they wouldn't they you know yeah in one day games they would have done but in in tests they'd name a squad and then release some of them back wouldn't they so like they yeah, would be right. released it's, back to their counties it's it, just it, the way covid's they, forced them into it isn't it yeah in one day games no they, they wouldn't they wouldn't have done that they'd have probably they'd have stayed with the squad but they wouldn't have had to have linked up with the squad until, you know, the day before or something. And yeah. Poor guys, eh? Poor guys. Well, Banter's 100 was lovely. That will about wrap it up then, boys. Um, plenty covered there. We hope you enjoyed it at home. Um, you know, if cricket's not on the top of your agenda at the minute, it's fine. We get it. It's probably not on top of ours at the minute either. <laughs> um, by the time you listen to this, it will either still be potentially coming home or we'll all be, you know, kind of drowning our sorrows. So... For those of you in the future, you know, I hope you're enjoying yourselves or not, potentially. What do we think, boy? Should we do a bit of football for the last couple of minutes? <laughs> I just just wanted to do a Hashim Amler update. He's Ooh. he's currently, he's batting with Jamie Overton, which is hilarious because Jamie Overton defending is just not something I ever thought. <laughs> so um, Hashim Amler is 33 from 245 balls. My man. <laughs> Are they going to survive? So going to survive? I'm going to I'm going to stick it on. I think as soon as we wrap up this, because it's yeah, they, there's three wickets left. There's three wickets left. Overton, as you rightly said, Zach is not a defensive player. He survived 26 balls and has still accumulated 11 runs because he can't resist two fours in that time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Keith Barker had two for two off 14 overs with 12 maidens? It's, I don't know what's going on over there. His economy, right. his economy, uh, Dan, after after 22 overs is 0.41. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's currently he's currently three for nine from 22 overs. <laughs> I mean, if you... 17 maidens. <laughs> Obviously, you'll be listening to this now when, when the game's finished, but just go and look at that scorecard. It's one of the funniest scorecards you'll see, you know, for a long time, that, from, from both innings, really. Um, I think including Burn, Burns' 25-4 duck, that is among the humour in this inning. There's just there's little stories everywhere on that scorecard. You can really get lost in it, I think. Have a little read. Um, but yeah, that, that does need to wrap it up now, boys. We've we've rambled on about all the cricket on the planet, it feels like. We've done very well there. Um football hopes you'll come home. Glenn, enjoy this evening. Yeah, enjoy what we football. what we predicting. What are you what oh, are you predicting, Dan? Two in England. Two in England, obviously. In the football this is, by the way. Three 0 Pakistan. I'll go for it as well. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I said two one Pakistan. What do you reckon, Zach? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 England as well. There's been lots of talk of 2-1 England, but we're not going to concede a goal. You know, I'm, I'm not confident, though. 
I'm, I, I'm not confident. There's been too much. It's on ITV, which yeah. uh, England never do well on ITV. And there's too much. The, the BBC Breakfast this morning talking to kids at schools like we've won something. It's like we're in a semi-final. Come on, guys. Uh, it's, it's too much. It's it like... is too much. We get too excited. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, man. Glenn? I'm going to be on those ones. I think I think, I think think Denmark have got a goal in them. Um, but I think 2-1 England and I think 2-1 Pakistan as well. That's, that's my nice. bet. If, well if the weather holds up. Well done for keeping on the cricket, Glenn. Nice one. This is a cricket podcast. Uh, anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'll be back to review this white ball little tour. Uh, Enjoy the cricket, enjoy the football, and we'll speak to you very soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.